and welcome to IRI Growth Insights, featuring IRI thought leaders, industry partners, and guests. For more than 40 years, IRI has been known for its invaluable data, but these podcasts delve into the insights the data reveal to fuel market disruption and market growth for those in the CPG, retail, healthcare, and media markets. I'm your host, Joan Driggs, coming to you from IRI's corporate headquarters in Chicago. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fresh Perspectives with Jana and Sally, part of IRI's Growth Insights podcast series. Today, we're talking about the role of perishables in our post-pandemic life, which was inspired by a recent webinar, The Role of Perishables in a Crowded Pandemic Retail Landscape, which you can find on IRI's website, iriworldwide.com. To talk about the role of perishables post-pandemic are IRI's powerhouse fresh team, Sally Lyons-Wyatt, IRI's EVP, Center of Store and Produce Vertical, and Jana Parker, Principal of IRI's Fresh Center of Excellence. Welcome back, Jana and Sally. Thanks so much for having us again, Joan. Okay. We're thrilled to be here for sure. I recently had hosted a podcast with um, your colleagues, Larry Levin and Chris Dubois, and we were talking about confident cooks. And one of the things that I learned was, you know, we had all those new buyers, but we had 33 million new meal occasions. So I thought that would be a great place for us to start talking about fresh. How did fresh play or do in all of those new meal occasions? Yes, uh, very, very well from the everyday standpoint, the reality of the perimeter, just like Center Store and Frozen, is there are many of those meal occasions that rely on fresh, right? Whether it be that we were eating breakfast more at home, so we needed bagels more often, right? We saw amazing growth in baked goods that are um, that were more for that everyday occasion where you could buy a sleeve of bagels or be using your sandwich bread more often. But then of course, the big story in fresh for 2020, because of the everyday need, was the role of meat. We had so many more meal occasions which required us to get creative every day with what we were serving. You know, our survey showed that eight out of 10 meals were made and eaten in the home last year. Even by the even by this year, even by our most recent survey in March 2021. So with that, you need that everyday variety. And that everyday variety is anchored in fresh foods. Now, the departments that fared the best in frequency, right, were those that are part of the meal. So our meat, right, your ground beef, your chicken breast, but people even cooked roasts more than they had before because they gained that confidence of the repetition of cooking so much more at home. I think one of the other things that was a real interesting learning because we had more cooks at home and more confident cooks, every day we were looking for things in salads and produce. We saw tremendous growth in what we call fresh cruciferous vegetables because people are buying them more often. That's your fresh broccoli, your fresh cauliflower, your mixes, those side dishes. And even though we were home and economy was of course an affordability top of mind, buying fresh broccoli was a way to really dress up that everyday occasion because you couldn't go out and eat away from home. But I think the other thing that fresh really gained that is a tremendous tailwind as we go into 2021 is that now not only are we eating those meals in the home, we also want to celebrate in the home. 
with a small group, with just our family group. So whether it be movie night and you're looking for really exciting snacking options, so maybe you're buying chicken wings, right? And you're looking for some better way to have it. Um, whether, you know, now we're getting together with our vaccination group and celebrating our new vaccines. And so we might want to buy a cheese tray or charcuterie board. In the most recent data that we just released for March 2021, we saw several small occasion-based categories starting to gain traction. And again, I say small because they might involve only 10 or less people, but fresh is the place they go to for those solutions. They really look for the premium excitement and that exploration that the fresh perimeter offers. And so I think both the everyday more confident cook is an expectation for 2021. We're going to see a lot of focus on produce and meat. Also in Delhi, I should mention, tremendous growth in grab-and-go Delhi last year. Even as we're starting to see mobility pick up, people still like fresh meats and cheeses. And that's a huge focus for the new year. So I'd say it's both the everyday, but also those new special small occasions. Yeah. And I know we've done a lot of work on premium. And I have to admit, I didn't really consider some of those fresh departments as premium destinations. So that is a really great point. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, echo what John has said, and I would add a few more. I think as we start to turn that corner and and John had talked about the vaccination parties, people are going to be more mobile. We're all going to be getting out. That means that our time at home is going to lessen a bit. And um, that means we're going to be back into that that convenience is going to pop back up and be very much part of what's needed, even for our confident cook. And they're going to be wanting to still cook, like still own that meal, but maybe need something almost prepared, like that almost all I need to do is add one thing or all I need to do is go home and eat it up, but it still I get to have an action item within that meal. And so I think that for retailers that really putting emphasis on that fresh prepared and being able to have meal solutions even meal kits, if you will, that's already done where all you have to do is just throw it all together, heat it up and go, maybe a little bit of cooking. I think that being able to compete with the restaurants is going to be the way to keep going. And we are in an on-demand world. People are looking for where they can either get their food, get their snack, get their beverage on their mobile phones and or their computers. And so by having retail use fresh, as that way of competing with restaurants. And oh, by the way, it's now is the time because you had them coming in, you have them buying their groceries. They're they're probably going, okay, I'm really sick of this, even though I've loved being and finding that inner chef. Oh my goodness, is there not something else I can do other than be a meal at my house? Well, you could still provide it in the store. It could be very similar to a restaurant or it could be restaurant brands or even better is often get with those chefs that have lost their own restaurants, put their old you know, logo and partner with them so that they can have that restaurant quality meal that they used to love. And they're, they're paying homage to the local. They're driving a bigger ring. They're driving additional loyalty. You can be a part of your, you know, the search engines when somebody's looking for, you know, I want something local to me. It all pops up fresh could lead that, I think it's a huge opportunity. Well, and I think that it's necessary. You know, if you're going to keep this momentum going and if you're going to hang on to all those new buyers, I think that you are making an absolutely valid point. And I love even the that sense of community that you build with partnering 
with um, different organizations. You know, ghost kitchens are such a huge hot topic right now. Why can't the grocery store be one of those ghost kitchens? Um, in fact, do you see, I mean, do you see or sense that there will be a return of fresh prepared in store? You know, it's interesting because yes, to Sally's point, as a component though, one of the things I really want to emphasize to that Sally and I talk so much about is part of the confidence of cooking was also the customization. Consumers like to customize. Even as we're each listening to this and thinking about our own household, there's different tastes and different allergies and different health needs. So I think one of the things that we jump to quickly to as retailers and the consumers don't always want us to, is going to full everything. One of the advantages of the grocery store could be the inspiration and the component situation. Meaning, how do you make a meal with some customizations? Maybe it's certain proteins. Maybe it's even partnering with raw proteins, but with inspiration of different sauces or seasonings, different recipes, partnering with a local chef to have a recipe that's searchable and right there on a mobile phone and then the store helps solve that across the perimeter. Shoppable and recipes, one of the, right? Exactly. And one of the biggest trends that I saw that is so important during the pandemic is consumers consistently were making their own center of plate proteins, but looking for turnkey side dishes, starches, and recipe ingredients. There's a reason why the grinds and the simple to prepare meats were far and away the most popular winners of buying consistency. And I want to emphasize that people always bought chicken breasts and ground beef and ground turkey before, but they were buying them far more often and willing to spend more on them than ever before. But we also saw tremendous growth in adjacently merchandised side dish solutions that were fresh. We also saw growth in deli side dishes that were already prepared. And both of those assortments today are just tiny compared to what they could be with partnerships or inspiration meals where you're partnering with a, a main and a, and a side. And I think the convenience that consumers want, they still want that autonomy to put their own finishing touches on it and make it special for their family. So uh, there's so much runway for that across all of the perimeter, not just deli prep. So, okay, so you've kind of answered a little bit of my question about the fresh prepared, but that also begs the question of like some of those other day parts that we gained during the pandemic, you know, notably breakfast and lunch. How can we kind of go back to, um, you know, brown bagging it for lunch as we return to work in school or um, actually, on the other hand, we know a lot of people are going to continue to work from home, but how are we? You know, Sally, you had mentioned a lot of different pivots. What other pivots can we do to retain those other day parts? It's, it is an interesting question, Joan, because it's different depending on the lifestyle and life stage in which your shoppers are, you know, uh, aligning to. And we see it. We see different needs by these different lifestyle life stages. So what do I mean by that? Well, people are going back to gyms. They're starting to get back into gyms. Well, that's going to require when you talk about that morning fuel and the energy that you need before or after gym, you know, the question will be, what are they, what are they going to opt in for? What can you offer them as that gym occasion? You know, it used to be the bar and the energy drink. Well, could you reinvent and come up with something a little more unique and differentiated for your own, right? Then you have 
the, the movie night that Jonna even mentioned when she was talking, that I don't think is going to go away. Even as movie theaters are opening up, people are finding out they can be just as comfortable and actually more comfortable at movie night. I saw so many cool and unique offerings, not just by grocery, but by convenience, by dollar, that they were putting together movie night packages that were really kind of fun and cool. Well, why not have a movie night display in the store that's going to be something that gives them inspiration that, that John had talked about, but in a whole different way. It's just a different, um, you know, a different option, but fresh can play a role for movie night. It can play a role for the, the gym moment, but it's those types of things that you, we need the industry to think about and let play, fresh play that role in some very cool and neat ways versus the traditional ways that John and I've been talking about. Traditional ways are going to continue. They're going to be the lion's share. What we're talking about is the opportunity to drive pockets of growth. You know, it's interesting because I've been fans of yours, both of you, for years. And, you know, you have always encouraged this industry to, like, shake it up a little bit. You know, let's move forward. Think about how people are living their life today and tomorrow. Well, if this isn't the call. I don't know what is. And and Sally, I know you say this again and again. Now is the time. Now is the time. But wow, what a great opportunity this is because whoever gets out in front of this and recognizes these new moments, these new occasions that we're all so excited to embrace and enjoy um, is going to really, really reap the benefits. Well, and well, thank you. First of all, thank you for the comment. That was, that was like amazing. But I would, I would um, back to where I started with the, you know, the unique occasions and the fact lifestyle life stage. Part of what needs to be done is also not think about one size fitting all, because even for a movie night, you could have, and John had talked about it, you might have an allergy family. Well, they can't do some of the same things that maybe, um, someone that got some other disease state. So having options, having a lot of different options. I don't mean to say that you have to please all people at all times, but you can rotate and have different ideas that rotate in. Thinking about, am I trying to target my younger shoppers? Am I trying to, you know, attract my um, Hispanic shoppers? You know, who are you trying to go after? What age group? And zero in on some of those because with all the research we do all three of us know it can vary and it depends on who you are, who you're with, what time of day, you know, what are you looking for? And so as, as retailers and manufacturers, when you do that, you can begin to create some new and unique innovative ideas and solutions that drive fresh and potentially could also drive that connection between fresh and the rest of store. Right. So it's a customization and it's a huge differentiation for the retailer. One of the things that we cover in the webinar that and I just want to also echo, thank you. One of the things we cover in the webinar, I've been in Fresh now almost my entire career. And now more than ever, Fresh is everywhere. Really take a pause. If you're out listening to this, the next time you go into any store or restaurant, especially during the pandemic, the idea of selling fresh foods is everywhere. Everyone, I just want to keep saying this, everyone is selling apples, bananas, salads, and juices, and meat, and lunch meat, and all of these things. 
But at the end of the day, as retail food, the channel that we talk about the most, variety is our superpower. That's actually a quote from someone I'm a big fan of, Anne-Marie Roering. Variety is the superpower of the grocer and of the retail store. We can offer so much more and we have so much more variety, but we're not connecting it for shoppers. So I couldn't agree more with Sally, but I think the time is now, not just because the pandemic has changed the game and put more dollars, foot traffic and interest in a grocer and in a retail food store, but also because we can't afford to be the same old, same old anymore. And yet time and again, whether I'm in Hawaii or Maine, I'm seeing the same prepared foods. I'm seeing the same salads offered. I'm seeing the same produce display. And everyone's leading with local and convenient and organic and all the same buzzwords. We can't all lead with the same buzzwords. There's no part of society that is a one-size-fits-all marketing strategy anymore. We have to embrace that too here. And fresh is the place to do it. The ideas that we're coming up with could really help you stand out no matter where you fall on the spectrum, small store, big store, national or regional. It's how you stand out and who you resonate with that is now what the time is for. Well, and you're, you're frankly, you're teeing up another podcast. So we are definitely going to be delving into some of those different channels and the differentiators for those channels. But there was one more topic that I wanted to get on, and it does kind of tie all of this together. You know, all of this one size fits all, the messaging. Um, and that is how we shop. Because e-commerce has really taken off during the pandemic. And we know that that's going to be a behavior that sticks. And it even won with fresh. But I see e-commerce as the great untapped marketing opportunity of sending those messages to consumers in a way that makes sense. You know, getting things to show up and, and frankly, connecting the dots, connecting other departments to fresh. So can we talk a little bit about e-commerce and the opportunities there and how they're, I think, still clearing the hurdle on, on getting the basket there? You know, what was funny about 2020 was that before that, there, was, there were a lot of naysayers going, you know, online's great for center store and non-food, but it's not the place for fresh well, 2020 put all of those statements to the ground. And oh, by the way, that was not Jonna, Sally, or Joan saying that. It was other people that were saying it. It wasn't three of us, but it just, it blew that out of the water, right? So now we know Fresh can do well online and it did, but you are correct. Not all people are opting in at the same levels. And therefore that means that it is prime, you know, ground to, to kind of look at. And I do believe that part of it is the infrastructures that retailers have, because um, I've shared with several people, I do shopping for my father that lives in a different state. I do shopping for myself. I actually go on other retailer websites and pretend to go buy something just to see, um, because that's the, the nerdy researcher in me. But um, in, in doing that, what I'm finding is there's a ver variety of ways that you actually engage with Fresh online. And banana is by far the easiest one for me to use. Um, and that is this. There are websites where you can just buy your banana, whether you want it organic or whether you want it conventional, right? But then there are other ways where you can buy, how ripe do you want your banana? Do you want it green? Do you want it, you know, yellow? Or do you want it a little brown, right? That is where I think the industry is going to have to be in order for Fresh to really catch on for more and more and more adoption. Because 
without it, those that are not opting in at the same level as those higher loyal consumers out there, um, they're still going to want to go and touch it. They're still going to want to go and smell it. They're still going to want to go in and just see, you know, have the butcher show them the, the meat. There are things that um, I think are critical to really have online continue to have that accelerated growth. Um, and I want to interrupt you there because, especially because you use bananas, which is an example I use a lot. That's the beauty of fresh. I can't buy six months worth of bananas online. Yep. If I like bananas, I'm going to come back week after week after week. Don't you want me as an as your as your shopper? You know, whether it's click and collect or home delivery, man, I'm your I'm your big ring, right? So push fresh online because it keeps people coming back. Hundred percent, and. Fresh can, when, when John had talked about variety, this is where I really, this is where it really could play out. Can you offer some things online that you don't have in store or vice versa, right? Because by doing that, you don't want to necessarily just opt in and have everything online. You want them to walk into your store, but mm, can you not capitalize on both? The answer is you can. And that's where variety comes in. And that's where experiential comes in because the store is the experiential place. That's where you're going to gain even more inspiration doesn't mean they won't have it online. doesn't mean you can't do it online, but it's different when you're in it, when you're seeing it, when you're walking through it versus online, different clicking and, and experiential. So I, I personally think that there is so many cool ways you can use um, virtual reality. If for the, you know, the Oculus has, was a huge, big boom in 20, right? And um, Johnny, you're smiling. So it must mean that you're one of your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So but it is the way that Gen Z engages. It's experiential. So if you're really wanting to get out there and drive variety, can you use some virtual reality to give some inspiration to consumers when they're online? Because that's how you can drive engagement through some sort of virtual reality, some sort of experiential there. And then in the store, it's live. You don't need virtual reality, but if you can inspire in the store. So I went a little to the right on your question about online, but it's really going to be some key things from infrastructure, driving variety, and giving different experiences, I think, are going to be some some of the drivers. John, I'm sure you have some other ideas as well. I just 100% could not agree more with you. I think we're sometimes talking about the wrong challenge. When I have conversations with our suppliers and retailers about Fresh Online and the naysayers previously... It was focused on a supply chain issue, which I don't want to undermine. That is a large challenge. However, let's remember, click and collect is the number one far and away primary way that consumers want to buy their fresh, perishable, including frozen groceries online. Retailers around the country, whether it be with a third-party delivery service or their own click and collect, have infrastructure around that using their own stores assortment. We had to crack that nut when people couldn't go into the stores. So that nut's been cracked. But to Sally's point and what you teed up, Joan, the marketing opportunity is so vast. Some of the things we already saw are, are here today. For example, feta watermelon salad trended on TikTok last fall. We immediately saw stores selling out of feta the next week. You know why? Because the younger consumer who is heavily engaged in TikTok and inspired by TikTok, is not the person who knew how to make a watermelon feta salad before, and we're searching websites for it. 
This is the consumer that wants immediacy and they want knowledge. Digital is going to be the place we deliver that. So imagine the opportunity of not making someone go in and then be paralyzed by that humongous amount of assortment to find the feta in the amazing visual that is the specialty cheese case at a deli. Imagine if that TikTok could have then had an immediate button to load feta and watermelon into your cart. That is here now. It's possible. It's capable of click and collect. So really, the other part that makes me very excited beyond the marketing and that knowledge that we can pass on is that this is truly you know, the channel that we really focus on is retail grocery. And right now today, and I believe for the foreseeable future, this is retail groceries game to win. In other categories, there's so many players right, who can supply a box of coffee, not when it comes to fresh. When it comes to fresh, we have all of the tools that we need and digital allows us to break down those silos, create solutions, and make it immediate for a whole new generation of consumers who, frankly, will be tomorrow's primary shoppers for their families and larger households. Mm-hmm. Two in 10 right now is what our survey data is telling us. Two in 10 is the number of households that primarily shop for groceries online. We do expect, and we've seen that number hold steady, the majority of those consumers tell us they plan to consistently buy groceries online. But they all are also telling us in specific work we've done in deli and in produce, it's hard to buy fresh foods online today. Let's make it easier. And this is the time to do it. And digital is the platform. I'm so excited about that. You can hear it in my voice. I think there's so much excitement that we're going to bring to this industry. And 10 years from now, we'll look back at this moment and go, oh my gosh, remember how hard it was to buy a sandwich online? Now it's an infinite and the primary way that people are buying deli sandwiches. That's all just ahead of us. Yeah. What I love about this conversation, this quick conversation that we had was that it's not the doom and gloom that we hear every day of how are we going to track what we did last year? It's it's building on the momentum of what happened last year in new ways and getting and getting retailers and manufacturers to think in fresh ways, literally. So I just wanted to recap a couple of the things um, that I heard from you. And that was, you know, Jana, you started off with talking about some of the ways that we've been consuming fresh that are new, that are going to stick with us. Premium, for sure. Some celebrations, um, new occasions in the home, like movie night or just getting together with your vaccinated friends. Um, Sally, that this is customizable. It is not one size fits all. And it's not that you have to try and be all things to all people, but think about options and how people are going to access those options. And of course, I think to me, like the big takeaway here is to leverage e-com. You know, so many retailers have invested heavily into this into this um, this service, and it's theirs to leverage um, in terms of marketing, in terms of keeping customers engaged and excited. Um, use those shoppable recipes, get things noticed, um, improve search. And it's all just one big package, but it is all fresh. So the outlook for fresh, everything's ripe, right? And fresh. So thank you both very much. And um, again, we're coming back soon and we're going to talk about those channels. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Joan. Thank you so much. We look forward to the next one. Okay. Thank you for listening. Please become a subscriber and let us know what you want to learn more about. We'll serve it up in a future IRI Growth Insights episode. 
Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review IRI Growth Insights. Also, visit us on the web at iriworldwide.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.